You're listening to Robert Wright's Non-Zero Podcast. Hi, Mickey. Hey, Bob. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Good. I'm bathed in sunlight. You know, speaking of bathing, would you like to stand up and show people what uh, you're wearing below your waist? Mickey, would you no, like Bob, to do that? That's only that's only for paying viewers of my we'll do that only in the parrot room. Site. We'll go, only folks. We'll site. go further than that in the parrot room. Well worth the money. Uh, that's a that's a lively issue in uh, in uh, democratic politics. What? How far to go? In the- in, this Virginia, this candidate in, in Virginia. Uh, for the, I think, I guess the Virginia State Senate was revealed to have tried to raise funds by charging viewers on a site called Chatterbait, great title, to uh, uh, to watch her pee, Bob, in addition to having sex with her husband. But she didn't stop at having sex with her husband. Uh, and Could so you choose just of, one or the other? Like, uh, yeah, I think I think it's like a get a discount yeah, if you just watch one. Pay. Paper act. I don't know if there was a group, you know, a bonus if you bought the mm-hmm. whole schlemiel. But um, it, it, anyway, it, there's a big, a big controversy over whether the the whether she should this should count against her. Yes, obviously, and whether the Democrats should sort of rally around her or force her from the race. And Matt Cooper wrote an article saying, "No, let the voters decide." Well, that's fine, but the voters should decide. This is disgusting, and they don't want this person in office. That's my line. Well, I'm sure the voters will follow your guidance as usual. So, Mickey, uh, let me give you a little news quiz. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, Lex, Lex Friedman, you're f- familiar with the famous I am, podcaster. I am, Lex I am clothed. I am clothed. Let's, let the Let's be show. clear. Mickey is clothed. Okay. So go ahead and show him. You got nothing to hide. Stand no, I'm up. Just, I'm, I'm wearing some bathing Prove trucks. It. It's summer. Prove what it. I, say? Um, I want okay, to be so, loosey-goosey for this podcast. Lex Friedman. You're familiar with the, the famous podcaster, Lex Friedman? Yeah, v- vaguely familiar. Not okay. 100% familiar. What he's, writer... He's used with various people. What writer did he refer to this week as one of the greatest writers of all time? If I've got... Good that. Lord. Robert Rice. Disappointingly, no. However, it is someone you know. Good Lord. Um, someone I know, Mike Kinsley. Mm-hmm. No, you're getting closer. I think Marty Paris. <laughs> no, <laughs> getting. Uh, want the answer? Uh, I'll give you one more guess. Uh, okay. No, no, oh, that one more guess. You're, you're not going to give me that. That's like when somebody says. <laughs> I thought you meant one more clue. Sorry. Yeah, that's how my brain is working today. Um, okay. Uh, great writers <laughs> of all time, Christopher Hitchens. No, Obviously Walter not, Walter would... Isaacson is one of the great writers of all time. Second question: Who was Lex Friedman speaking to when he made this judgment? Elon Musk. Wrong. Walter Isaacson. If you were familiar <laughs> with Lex Friedman's <laughs> interviewing style, you would have been able to guess that part. Okay. He tends to have a very high opinion of people he's interviewing and to not hide it. How now, what another another news question. What Walter what, what writer had to somewhat embarrassingly walk back an important claim made 
in a book that he just published that is sure to be a number one uh, bestseller uh, nonetheless. I didn't quite understand. It was it, he walked it back. It was it, Walter Isaacson, but it wasn't much of a walk back. I mean, it, it was mm, the, the it question was. was the question was Elon Musk. Uh, the question the the Ukrainians were staging this uh, uh, drone strike on the Russian Navy early in the war. Wanted, they, these are drone submarines, right. by the way. Right. And they wanted okay, and they wanted Starlink coverage for Crimea. And Walter's original account in the book makes it sound like they had the coverage, and Musk said, No, we can't let let's them do cut this. It we'll off. start a nuclear war, let's cut it off. Right. And the correction said, No, they didn't have the coverage, and they asked Musk to extend it. And he said, No, just for this attack. And he said, No, that would make me look like I am endorsing this attack. Uh, and he didn't, and the attack failed. Yeah, because uh, you didn't. Um, OK, that's a walk back. But uh, I mainly you know, bring, I don't know. I, it's, I mainly, it, you, 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 you don't know what pressures Musk put on Walter. Might, might not even be an accurate walk back. I mean, I just don't. The whole thing is a mess. I think it's an accurate walk, walk back. I've heard uh, him talk about it on a podcast. Walter, that is. Um, I bring it up mainly because uh, some commenter accused me of getting it wrong, but I was just repeating what what I had, what Walter had said in the excerpt from his book, The Washington Post. Um, and 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 I think there is a very significant difference. You know, he just uh, let the status quo be. In fact, there was some suggestion, I think, by Musk that U.S. sanctions he had taken to prohibit him from extending Starlink coverage to Crimea, which would make sense, actually. Uh, Why? Well, because uh, it's the kind of thing we would do, say, as long as Russia is uh, occupying Crimea, you can't do X, Y, and Z with Crimea. I don't know. Why did your screen just go blank? Are you eating? Because uh, I, I ate a bite of croissant, Bob. You want to okay. know a, a, a podcaster tip, Mickey? Mute your microphone as well when you're chopping away. Okay? You could hear that? that? That, oh, I charge extra for that. I charge extra in the OnlyFans site for hearing me. And that's what I said. You got to mute it here. And then uh, when we get to the parrot room, we chomp away and people pay money. Okay. So another question moving on. This is my final news quiz question. Uh, some weeks ago in discussing the possibility that Biden would somehow be shoved off the ticket, which pretty much everything but Joe and Jill, everybody but Joe and Joe want to happen. Um, not not Sidney Blumenthal, Bob. He wrote a a, a piece in uh, the Guardian saying that people like you are nervous Nellies who are gonna who are gonna uh, cause the Democrats to go down to defeat. There's nobody to replace Biden. I think he's right about oh, that. We'll oh, he's wrong that. about that. The only good we'll argument. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that. that. First, we'll let that. me give you the question. So you had said a few weeks ago, well, what you need if you want to get him off the ticket is some uh, prominent columnist to go out and say it you you said and and peggy noonan's helping she said it that's good and i said well that doesn't help she's considered a conservative she's the wall street journal so this week which somewhat prominent columnist came out and basically said get off the ticket yeah david ignatius said that and nancy pelosi waffled on tv she's pretty prominent Did she? really yeah so um uh no this is this is people are realizing it's now or never for pushing biden right. off the ticket Right. So we have a we have a momentary window of candor when the press is actually reporting that he lies constantly about little details, something that they might not have uh, 
reported about earlier. Um, that was weird. I don't know so CNN long, did a whole segment on that. And, and right. it's like not news. He's been window. doing this his whole life. Uh, right. But it's the press is now is now he's now in a free fire zone. Good. Uh, and as and um, I tend to think. I, I tend to think in the in the in the fight between Sid and Peggy Noonan and you, uh, I tend to think Sid is right that it would be great to get rid of Biden. He's he's not you know, he's he's a. He may be doing a reasonably good job, but he's not getting credit for it. The, all the polls show, he, you know, he's neck and neck with Trump. He loses to Mike Pence in one of the polls. My God. Um, and uh, so, uh, but, you know, opening it up now to a free-for-all, if there were an obvious candidate to replace him, that'd be good, but there isn't. Uh, and uh, that person would start in a hole versus Trump as far as name recognition. And, and it's just much easier if the age is the issue, and I think it's the main issue, if age is the issue, it's much easier to switch out Kamala and get one of these people who would be running for president if he opened it up as a, as a plausible uh, backup insurance policy. So you get Gretchen Whitmer in there as vice president. You don't have to do a whole analysis of Gretchen Whitmer. She'll Mickey. do. She's OK. Mickey. And and that would Mickey. stabilize the ticket. And people could Mickey. vote for Biden in Mickey. confidence that. Kamala Harris is not going to be president Mickey, in three months. Mickey, there is no way in hell he's going to swap out a black woman for a white woman. It's not going she to happen. Has to, she has to take herself out. She has to take one for the team. Somebody has um, to tell her, tell her you have a future in this. You have a future in politics, uh, but you have to take yourself out of, the, of, of this race. I think somebody has to tell Biden you have a past in politics, but no future. That's what I. But uh, but what I'm saying is that your your solution does not work. There is no replacement. My solution works. Mickey, it reassures voters that there's a backup. Mickey, if 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 what if the there are good questions to raise about my scenario. The good one is: Would this not lead to a bitter fight that left the party divided and blah blah blah? That's a good question. For one thing. But if the question is: Can is there a single person in the Democratic Party who will do better than Biden in the election? A better question is, is there a single person in the party who would do worse? It's not I, hard. Do you, have any polling, do you have any polling data to back that up? I'm not sure. It's just so fucking obvious that if you imagine Biden on the debate stage and then imagine Chris Murphy, there's so many people, and Chris Murphy is not Mr. Charisma, but there are so many people, or Gretchen Whitmer, there's so many people who would clearly outshine Trump on the debate stage, and almost the only person who doesn't is Biden. Oh, I'm it's not just, sure. I'm not sure that those people outshine Trump on the debate stage. Trump oh, is easily. pretty good on the debate stage. He's look. Uh, he's older. He's losing a little. Uh, I I don't think. Uh, and also, people are basically much. sick. Look, there are enough people who are sick of Trump that it's not like you have to just outwit him for ninety minutes. It's just like are, look like somebody who's it, not an asshole. There are enough people who are sick of Trump that they'll vote for. Uh, you know, an old man, if they if they're assured that they he has a backup. I mean, that's that's you know, people are sick of Trump. I agree with that he has. And, and Biden has the, uh, you know, democracy issue to bash Trump with, uh, which he wouldn't against somebody like the DeSantis, polls show but, uh, that people are uh, know what the democracy issue is. And the polls show it's not giving Biden the edge against Trump. It's going to be a close race. But I, I'm worried that if, if I, I, you know, I think that if. Uh, 
if we nominate Gretchen Whitmer, it might not be a close race. She'll lose by 10 points. I don't so, know about uh, that. I don't, I, I, I don't I just, think so. I, I don't know, nothing I don't know about that much her. about her. I know nothing well, about any of these people. That's the problem. Well, here's my question. But I would we, happily accept her as a number two. That's my point. Here's my question. You look at uh, the, the betting markets, and you know who they put as the most likely non-Biden candidate to win the nomination? Bernie Sanders, probably. Gavin Newsom. Now, my question is, nobody thinks Bernie Sanders is going to run. Uh, he, leads, he leads in the polls, but that's because because of name recognition. But go ahead. And and I don't know anything about Gavin Newsom except that I don't like the looks of the guy. He just looks and seems too slick and and and, and off-puttingly slick. You know, the, the, he's like the thing that Trump was the antidote to. Like Trump, if nothing else, seemed to people authentic, right? Like, oh, he'll say the well, shit nobody else will say. Gavin Newsom, Newsom seems is like the opposite. Newsom is an authentic douchebag who will whose personality would probably turn off a lot of people uh, in flyover country mm -hmm. who aren't used to seeing people like that every day. On the other hand, he's on a campaign of Mr. Normal now. He's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he, California just, just, uh, just yesterday said it's okay for state officials to travel to states that uh, don't have transgender bathroom laws that Californians dislike. So he's pulling back on a lot of the crazy stuff that his state has done over the past couple of years. So he knows what his problem is and he's a smart guy and he has some centrist instincts. So, uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it's not beyond the pale, unfortunately, that he could be president, but, uh, I think you're right. I think he's, he has a unwitting personality, but that goes against your theory that almost anybody could be Biden could well, be I'm Trump because he, he couldn't be Trump. I'm exaggerating well, the first, for the, the sake first of example effect. doesn't work. I'm exaggerating for the work. sake of effect, but the point is, if you're saying you you couldn't find somebody who do better Biden, you can find plenty of people. Um. um so anyway, uh, final it, it, question I, on this. Yeah. I just, I just, I'm not giving up on the the Kamala thing, and the knives are out for her too. Uh, Pelosi definitely did a double take where she refused to endorse Kamala. As they're now asking the question, is she the best possible vice president? And of course, she's not. Uh, if they asked, do you support her for Vice President Pelosi might have answered yes, but they didn't ask that. Um, so that's very clever of them. So the 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 the, the hey, not, hey, how about this? One, we're not at the point where one little scandal maybe could push you over the edge. And how about this as a substitute for Kamala? And granted, this is someone who seems to have a history of actually not winning elections, but very appealing, smart, and not white. Stacey, Stacey Abrams, exactly. Exactly. VP, uh, you know, I, 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 I go for that. I go for that. I mean, she was, she's so, she's so ambitious that it sort of hurts her. She's refused to concede. What do you mean? Keeps, but, oh, but that. Some, some well, Republicans. That's a common thing in politics these days, as well, you know. And, uh, but she's really smart and she's much smarter than Kamala. And the problem is when you see her interview, she's great. When you see her on the stump, she becomes a instantly becomes a hack Democrat. Mm. If she's so smart, why can't she figure out a well, way not for, to be a hack Democrat? Of course, my thesis is a hack Democrat can win if under the age of 80. Anyway, uh, final uh, question. I, I go for that. Final question. ABK, anybody but Kamala. Do you think there is some degree of orchestration? I mean, it's funny. On Twitter, uh, some people in response to David Ignatius column, at least one person this was somebody on kind of the far left was serious when they said, look, you know, of course, 
David Ignatius is his national security reporter. His column is very much a reported column, very dependent on sources in the national security establishment. And somebody uh, on Twitter said, when, when Ignatius wrote that column, said, this means the CIA wants Biden out. They were like seeing uh, Ignatius as a Um, I, I I didn't hear your ask last statement, but I'll I'll react as if I did. Uh, mm -hmm. It it it's, it it uh, I don't think Ignatius takes orders from the national security establishment, but he probably sounded them out and realized it, it wouldn't be a horrible thing to say. Mm -hmm. I think he he follows his own his own views, but I don't think he wants to offend everybody. Uh, so um, uh, I think I think that that statement is sort of half right. Uh, but, you know, he's saying the same thing Peggy Noonan says. So it's a very common establishment viewpoint. Uh, and I would like to see, I would, if the, you know, I would just assume Biden uh, didn't run, but I just don't see a replacement. And if you're really scared of Trump, I'm not sure it's the smart thing to do. Uh, can you switch to the other uh, audio? Because there, there definitely were bandwidth issues on that. It's a bandwidth issue. What I'm doing is moving closer to the router. <laughs> There's closer uh, my router to thee. Closer my router to thee. This is better, right? So I may do this the rest of the This is fine now. This is fine now. If you don't mind standing up. Um, no, so it's, anyway, your, it's your legs. It's your legs yeah. that are going to give way, not mine. Yeah. Now, so this, this is good. This I'm is walking, turning into I'm walking it. backwards, which is perilous at, at my age. You could yeah. die. This is Man turning into an OnlyFans uh, video. Yeah, this is great. Why don't, look, while really? I relocate, why don't you show them what you're wearing below the waist, Mickey? Um, um, so, so listen, here's the deal. Uh, my secure undisclosed location, which I sometimes am at in late August and uh, early September, is uh, not far from a hurricane at the moment. I mean, the winds aren't that bad, but I think that's why the uh, bandwidth is going. But now, now I'm closer to the router. Now I'm closer to the router. Okay. I didn't hear so, about this hurricane. Uh, it's called uh, Lee, and it and it's the third. Oh right! It demonstrated the third fastest intensification from Category One to Five in the history of measured hurricanes. It's now back. It's now back to one, and it's not all that close to us. But Man, they, they're yeah. looking for anything to hype global warming. I mean, they're 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 saying this was an especially bad year for catastrophic weather events, and uh, that's because the hurricanes so far have fizzled in terms of damage. And they mm -hmm. have to be rope in wildfires and all sorts of other things. I mean, uh, I'm beginning to think that the all of the agencies of government are, are warped in pursuit of some liberal agenda. It's all it's weird. Scary. Um, uh, anyway, I live in I live in California where we've had a lovely summer, mm -hmm. uh, unlike the rest of the nation. Very mild. We had a hurricane that completely fizzled, and. Uh, and so the, the the hype just sort of rolls off our back. What can I say? Uh, so, so I'm holding up my computer, Mickey. If I collapse at any point, it was in the line of duty. Okay. At my age, you uh, can't hold up a computer for very long. But I think age is a theme, uh, uh, going to be a theme of this uh, podcast, because I read parts of uh, Frank Foer's uh, uh, book on Biden. Yeah, uh, The Last Politician. Yeah, the and the essential, you know, I the essential mystery to me is if this is such a fucking important election with democracy at stake, and if Trump wins, our democracy is over. Why doesn't Biden move to correct the the B 
biggest remaining bleeding wound in his presidency, which is the border the chaos. fact that he's running. Oh, no. What? Uh, which is the border oh, chaos. Yeah, border I mean, Bill Clinton would move to, to, to uh, you know, to fix that in a second. He would realize that that's a vulnerability. Biden doesn't do that. Why doesn't mm -hmm. he do that? It seems insane if you think that it can't be that the ethnic activists who push open borders uh, or more open borders are that powerful in the Democratic Party. Democratic voters don't even care that about it. The base doesn't even care that about it. God, mm -hmm. now you were really into porn. Now, now you're going to bed. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, so um, anyway, so I, re I read Ford's book, uh, which has a chapter. I read the chapter on immigration in Ford's book. Uh, I think there's only one. And it has Biden uh, saying all uh, all sorts of semi-conservative things when when faced with refugee policy, which controls 150,000 people who come in sort of uh, state-sanctioned uh, as refugees from totalitarian governments. They're heavily vetted. And under Trump, there were 15,000. And Biden and Tony Blinken wanted to boost them to 165,000. And he spends a lot of time on this. And he they convene meetings and they have, uh, you know, they have back and forth. And he, he, Biden just won't 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 uh, bump up the limit to 165,000 because he said that's too many people. They're asking me to get, have all these people in the country. That's too many. Well, in the back door, uh, not 150,000, but three million people are coming in as bogus asylum seekers at the southern border. So why doesn't Biden know if that's how he feels? Why is he wasting all this time on refugee policy and not on an asylum policy? It's very weird. And the impression you get that's inescapable from this chapter is Biden is busy with these little issues they hand him and he obsesses about them and he has a bandwidth problem. And when he obsesses about them, he doesn't really have time for other things. And they fill up his available bandwidth. Meanwhile, the government policy is actually happening elsewhere. And and they keep him busy with this this refugee policy bullshit while he's not in control of the whole policy at the border. Uh, and either he so the, it, it reinforces the idea that when it comes to this policy, he's clueless. He, he, he has the bandwidth to deal with Ukraine. He would never he would never lose control of Ukraine policy. He knows every jot and tittle of Ukraine policy and and, you know, and has has actual mm -hmm meetings that are about the essence of what, what we do in Ukraine. But mm -hmm. the border, he can't handle Ukraine policy and the border. He doesn't have the bandwidth for it. So they uh, so he loses control of the border policy. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the only explanation I can think of. The, the obvious explanation that comes from uh, the book is, you know, he's obsessing about the little things with the border and doesn't have room for the big picture. Uh, uh, and uh, it's very discouraging especially if you want to beat Trump, because uh, because this is going to cost him. This is going to cost him a few percentage points. It's going to be a close election. Uh, it's insane. Uh, so uh, I, I just don't. Uh, uh, th that is that. That is one of the mysteries. And, I, you know, as an older person, I have bandwidth problems, too. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I sympathize. I sympathize, you know, with the um, uh, I can do one thing reasonably well i can't mm -hmm. do what is that thing mickey obsessive about immigration and i and uh uh or this podcast and i don't have the bandwidth to do five to keep five balls in the air the way i did when i was young so yeah uh, no it's it's uh i mean look 
Uh, don't get me started on this age, but yeah, you know, it's funny. I heard Frank. I haven't read the book. Have you read the? Have you read? You've read the book or large parts of it? No, I've read about. I it has like like forty chapters, and I've read maybe seven of them. It, I, it's a good read. It's a good read. He doesn't bore you to death. I've he, heard. He just goes from anecdote to anecdote. I heard Frank on uh, Terry Gross, which uh, reliably, pretty reliably, uh, catapults the book to the bestseller list. And apparently, on fresh air, on fresh air, and so he, the book has made the bestseller list at least for a week Correct. from now or something, um, and uh, or maybe already, but uh, and, and I don't know, maybe it even happened before fresh air. But uh, I gotta say, he sounded like someone. Uh, not inclined to subject Biden to scathing criticism. Like on the age issue, he was like, you know, as I tried, I showed in the book, this man is quite vigorous. He's pursuing his uh, his job with tremendous energy. And, and he goes into this thing about how, you know, age, some people think it's a linear thing and you get to a point where suddenly there's this thing you can't do. Um, Yeah, I think age is like that because the same guy can't do that I used to be able to do. The bandwidth issue solves that. He does. He does portray Biden as vigorous on his issues, and mm -hmm. you know, and and he's a still a motor mouth, and he keeps aides up at night recounting his victories at these summits, which he loves, and he has some energy there, but he doesn't have bandwidth. He he has uh, he has energy on the issues he cares about, but he doesn't really have the bandwidth to tackle the issues he doesn't care about, uh, and that's a you know, and that's a problem. He's not like he's not like that famous Jim Downey skit with uh, Reagan, where Reagan seems to be a doddering fool. And then he gets behind closed doors and says, OK, you go there, you go there, <laughs> you know, you start a war here. You you know, and that Reagan has that guy has bandwidth. He does five things at once. He's ordering people around. Uh, this Biden does not is not like that in Ford's book. He's the guy with a lot of energy to yell at AIDS and demand, you know, to know about the about the interstate variations in poverty, you know, or something or some issue. Uh, and, uh, but, and, and force them to drill down. And, but, but that's how the staff keeps them occupied while they go ahead and Ron Klain makes the policy in all the other nine issue areas that, that are important to the nation. So, um, energy, but very narrowly focused is the, is the way I think they're reconciled. Mm -hmm. Uh, one of us, one of us went to Frankfurt's book party, Bob, one of us Same. wasn't invited. One it's of true. us, as we discussed in the parrot room last week, was purged from the contributing editor list of the New Republic while Frank was editor of the New Republic, whereas the uh, other of us was purged earlier while Peter Beiner was editor. Okay. Well, anyway, I don't so think that's it. We both have our grudges. I don't think that's it. But anyway, he was look, nice enough to... By the way, by the way, look, not to really dwell on this grievance, because after all, that's what the parrot room is for. This purge happened after, <laughs> after I agreed to serve as the birthday present for Frank's brother. Years ago, he says, my brother, you know, the brother who won the National Memory Championship and wrote a book about memory? Right. Okay. Right. Okay. He was graduating from high school. Frank says, my brother's a big, he read the Moral Animal, big fan. Will you play a round of golf with him? I said, sure, Frank. Thinking naively, Frank would feel indebted after that. No. Purge. Purge. Anyway, I liked his brother. 
it. And I was glad I was glad he was a, a memory expert because I figured so the memory of my doing this favor <laughs> for Frank will, will remain in the family forever. Sorry, I wanted to pair it removed. Go. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> it's a dark place. I'm uh, headed into a dark place. At least at least you're not obsessed about this. Um anyway, the, what was interesting I, I like was them. I like them. What what was interesting was it was it was a pretty favorable to Biden crowd. It was like probably there was probably one guy there who was probably not so favorable to Biden. Uh and and Ali Mayorkas was there. That was the that was wait, the, who's uh, Ali Mayorkas? But wait, who's the one who wasn't favorable Security. to Biden? You? Me. Yeah. yeah. So who's Ali Mayorkas? Um, he's head of Homeland Security. He's the villain in this piece. He's the guy who's letting everybody in the border. Who else was uh, in this party? Name name names. Drop names. It was, no, it was just a bunch of a bunch of people. But um he was I think he was the only cabinet official there. That I saw, ah, shit. but um, kind of party that, that? they they were filled with love for Ali Mayorkas. Um, so it was not a crowd that was naturally disposed to criticize Biden. I don't think Frank is faking it on fresh air. Although I do think he was, I do think he may have some criticisms of Biden that he's not uh, advertising on fresh air. In the book, in the book, I think there are some criticisms of Biden in the book. Yeah, What's I haven't one? gotten to them, but I'm sure told they're there. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, so, um, it's the best we have. That's all I can say. Uh, the best it, what? The best book about the Biden? Best we have, the best we have about what's going on behind the scenes to the Biden White House. Well, if it's good, there must uh, be something that's not flattering to Biden. I mean, well, sure, your, your the, the, is, the border is, the border is a classic example. Well, but that's your little, the, the but, thing. Gonna, but that's an example. You can't, like, you can't there tell is me Frank dwells on that in the book. Come on. But the, he doesn't, he, he confines it to a chapter, but there is a, Part of the, he, he he reports that uh, Biden didn't want to kick children out. Children who, sh who showed up at the border could be kicked out under this Title Forty Two pandemic thing, and Biden said, "I don't want to do that." So they didn't do that. So they were smart enough to anticipate a surge of children after we started letting them in. Okay, and they drew up all elaborate plans for how to handle these children humanely. Okay, and then they forgot about these plans, dropped the ball. The surge happened, and they were completely unprepared. Okay, mm -hmm. that's in the book. He reports that they fucked up. Okay, all right. This, so there. So, uh, what else? Should I say a little about Ukraine? Yeah, there were two things that happened. Mark Milley said you're running out of time, and Zelensky is visiting the United States to plead for what, more uh, money. Milley said that in what sense? I missed that. Running out of time. Couple weeks. This, this a week, I think season? it happened this week. He said your counteroffensive is running out of time. Because the muddy season is coming and and they're probably I don't know running why out of resources. Yeah, all those. Things. Yeah. So, um, on the positive side, well, first of all, they've been staging. They they uh, they did more of these uh, Black Sea drone strikes and apparently disabled a Russian submarine and uh, like a landing ship or something. There's that. Uh, uh, these are this is know, what, Crimea based. These are in Sebastopol. This is this is without Starlink. Yeah, because I don't think they need Starlink. I think it's uh, because for conventional GPS, I don't think you need Starlink. These are, I think they were using the British Storm Shadow missiles, which I assume are GPS guided. Yeah. Um, okay. But uh, there's that. There's uh, also the Ukrainians, after much fighting, are claiming a couple of villages near Bakhmut. I mean, the villages don't exist anymore. That's the way it is in this war. Every time anybody takes a village, it winds up just being completely and utterly destroyed. But there's that. Um, 
Also, the uh, the Russians have not yet taken Kupiansk, which I put on our radar screen a few weeks ago because they were clearly making a play for it. And it would be a big deal if they did. But that's also in the East. All this stuff is in the East. As for the South, where the, the offensive's main ad- objectives uh, lay, um, I guess no real progress still. Um, they still have not gotten, uh, as far as anyone can tell, armor past the main, the first main Russian defensive line, notwithstanding uh, those reports I mentioned last week in MSM that there had been, quote, a breakthrough, a breach, or whatever. Um, and by the way, uh, not to get too far in the weeds, but a YouTube commenter said I had gotten that wrong. There were tanks They've on the other side. crossed that bridge. <laughs> well, this is wakey here this. Wakey here this. YouTube commenter said, no, they did get tanks south of uh, the, 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 the first main defensive line. Actually, no. Uh, that's if you accept the way the Ukrainians are redefining what was the main defensive line, fine. But what basically all analysts had been considered, like the first main Suravikan line, is uh, is well south of um, uh, Robotin, uh, however it's pronounced, uh, Robotna, Robotna. Yeah. Uh, except, except, let me just say. It does brush the south. This person said, but there are tanks south of, of Robotna. Well, yeah, that's true, but they're not south of the true Suravikan line. Um, that line does brush southeast of Robotna. Again, Ukrainian troops are, the infantry has gotten in those trenches, taken them over. Uh, that's good from Ukraine's point of view. And they've even expanded some of those holdings. But so far, since we talked, no real, no advance beyond further advance uh, of entry, infantry or anybody really to speak of beyond the trenches. However, final thing, they may be consolidating forces in the area to the south, southwest, southeast of Robotna. There's some evidence of that for one final push. We may see one final push, but yes, they better hurry. And, and I would say, I think they've taken very heavy uh, casualties because, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Well, and, and Biden is about to, make a big push for more Ukraine money uh, and Zelensky's coming. Don't you think it, it, people are sick of Zelensky and uh, I'm whether, whether you agree with him or not, I just think the mood is it's settling into a stalemate. We don't want to worry about this war anymore. Uh, Kiev is not endangered. There's not going to be a nuclear war. We just be happy to let it simmer and send him some money, but, uh, but stop, being in our face about how this is like the most important issue the American public faces because the American public doesn't think it's the most important issue they face. Uh, and I, I just predict at some point they're diminishing returns and they, you know, got to stop going to the well and asking for money and uh, let it, 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 people are happy to let it, let, let it descend into a stalemate. I think some shift of opinion is happening the longer this goes out without uh, significant progress. Yes. Um, the but I, don't, I, don't, I don't think everybody believes what you just said, or even maybe half of Americans. But you know, yeah, it's the the issue is. I mean, this is what I've been saying is like the one problem with Biden running again is there are wild cards. There's Hunter Biden and there's the Ukraine war. I don't think it, it may well be a, an actual campaign liability a year from now, uh, but it, it's moving in some degree in that yeah, direction. Yeah. I mean, it's but still, made it's a victory because. Putin wanted to take over all Ukraine and he has failed. Honestly, I mean, remember, we thought he was going to take over the whole country. They fought valiantly 
it's it's virtually a miracle that they have virtually all their country they had before the invasion. Now, right. I mean, when you take Crimea out of it, which they didn't have at that point. Um, and, uh, you know, it reminds me of when I was in college, uh, they had just legalized gambling in New Jersey. We went to this one, the one casino, Resorts International, and I was playing roulette. And I was doing really well. And a fr- the friend I had gone there with, or one of them came up and said, Bob, look at those chips. You know, and he meant like, You've got a big stack of chips. You're doing well. And like nobody wins a roulette in the long run. Some yeah. you're a card counter you, and you don't get caught. You can win at blackjack in the long run. Nobody wins a roulette in the long run. And this is the way I feel. It's like take stock of where you are compared to where you thought you were going to be and consider the prospect that a year from now, you'll actually have less land than you do now. And there are reasons to believe that can be the case. In fact, uh, New York Times ran a piece this week about how, uh, surprisingly, basically the sanctions we thought were going to cripple the U.S. military don't seem to have uh, worked. They're producing more missiles than they were before the war. Russia cripple the Russian, cripple Russian the Russian. I'm sorry, the Russian military. Uh, Russia is producing more missiles than before the war. They're producing two million artillery shells a year. That's more than Ukraine uses in a year. And on top of that, they've got all these North Korean shells coming in. Uh, they haven't done a mobilization, but they've had very aggressive recruiting, which they claim has added uh, two or three hundred thousand uh, troops. And the last thing I'd say to get back to this uh, offensive in the South, and I do think there will be one final burst, but it's going to get nowhere near uh, the original objective. Um, I, I told you a few weeks ago, I'd read a report that there was an argument in Ukraine between the military and the politicians about whether to just play defense or keep pushing. And of course, the politicians want to keep pushing because they want to be able to say, hey, there's been a breakthrough, give us more weapons. And they did get to the point where the gullible U.S. media said there's been a breakthrough, even though uh, you know it hadn't meaningfully been one. But that came at great cost. I mean, I'm telling you, the road down to Robotna is uh, within easy range of Russian artillery. A lot of people have uh, have gotten killed there and elsewhere in, in, uh, on this uh, southern offensive. And, you know, look, I'm risk averse. I'm a warrior. But I do worry that uh, even come this winter, maybe when the ground freezes, you may find that the wind is more at Russia's back. In any event, we have no reason to think unless, you know, some a collapse happens here, there, something, who knows, unless some kind of wild card shows up, there is no reason to so, believe that that Ukraine, uh, by continuing to, you know, not want to talk peace, basically, um, is doing itself a favor in the long run. So so the way it works is, is that the ground gets boggy and they can't have a fight and then it freezes over and they can fight again. Yeah, I mean, winter is not deal? ideal, but but a, a, a truly harsh winter is more conducive to fighting than these uh, muddy seasons, apparently, yes. Okay. Yeah. You, you know, um, last thing I want to say so, is, I think maybe one effect of these drones, the, the prominence of drones uh, in this war, and this is the first war we've seen like this, where they played anywhere near this, this role, um, is to just make offense harder. Just make offense harder, and uh, that's yet more reason to think that in the in the long run we may be looking at a stalemate. So, why can't the drones lead an offense? 
Um, I mean, I think for one thing, the more you get over their territory, the more precarious it is, assuming they have anti-aircraft assets and so okay. on. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm not an expert on this. But, it, it, you know, if you look at one thing that's happened to Ukraine during this offensive is they've lost a, a lot of armored drones. Um, and, and that's why, as I said last week, it's like the, the old fashioned conception of a breach, like, oh, we broke through their lines and now armor will pour in. Well, no, there's still drones there for at least in the short term. Right. So okay. anyway. Oh. Um, so I think we have time for one more topic. Am I right? How much, I think so. How long have we been going? We've um, been going 40 minutes. I nominate, I nominate Mitt Romney's retirement. You know, I like Mitt, kind of. I have, I have to uh, I kind of like it. He's done some good things. We, he just sponsored a bill to raise the minimum wage and require E-Verify uh, to verify the citizenships, the legality of any workers. Mm -hmm. That's a nice combination of anti-business uh anti-business initiatives. Uh, so he wants to raise the federal minimum wage to $11. That's not excessive. So um, uh, it's a good bill. So he does some good things. He compromised on the child tax credit, Im imposed some sort of work requirement. That's a good thing to do uh, after pushing a no work uh, requirement early. So he, he, he responded to reasons. So he's, he's, he's a very capable guy, but he's, he's, now decided not to run for a second term in the Senate. Uh, and he's, he's spinning it uh, as a, a uh, he's just, you know, disgusted with the way the demagogues have taken over the Republican Party. And uh, I'm not buying it because, uh, a couple, mainly because um, if you, if, you know, he said, I'm he was confident of winning, he's not worried about losing. Uh, well, if he's so fucking confident about winning, and he won, he could be Joe Manchin. He could have the balance of power in the Senate. He could say anything he wanted about Trump. Trump couldn't do anything about it. Uh, wait, wait, wait. If Trump won. Who could, wait, who could beat Joe Manchin? I lost this thread here. If, if Romney won, it's going to be a close Senate. It's going to be 50, 48, oh, I see. Uh, one uh, way so or the if other. If Republicans control the if Senate. If Republicans win by one vote, Romney becomes the Joe Manchin-like swing vote. Uh who uh, who could tilt the Senate one way or the other, and they will have to suck up to him the way the Democrats have to suck up to Joe Manchin. He could dictate policy the way Joe Manchin has been dictating policy. So um, he would have a lot of power, and uh, he would have a lot of freedom to, to vent all his criticisms of Trump if Trump wins. Mm -hmm. uh, and either way, he'd have a lot of power. And why would you pass that up? Now, the, the McKay-Coppins piece in The Atlantic, he, he like has a whole book on Romney coming out. They excerpted it in the Atlantic. He kept quiet about the non-running, so was, the story was broken by the Washington Post. But um, it, 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 it describes that Romney sort of tried to lure his wife to go to Washington, and he, he, he instead of the glamorous apartment in the Watergate, he bought, he, his staff convinced him to buy a townhouse in, on Capitol Hill, which he's tried to make palatable with his wife with interior decorating, but she isn't buying it. So that's enough of an explanation for why he's quitting. He's not seeing his wife. I mean, uh, you know, that I, I, I find that a totally plausible, 100% reason for not for renouncing an office and doing something else. Um, well, is he not uh, worried about a primary he, challenge from some Trumpist? But, well, he is. That's the point. He, uh, the, the other reason is I think he's a little worried about 
missteps he's made in Utah uh, at the, you know, the first misstep was he voted for Trump's first impeachment. Okay. Mm -hmm. A stupid vote. We now know there was plenty of reason for Trump to want uh, Zelensky to investigate Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, even if it was probably not a good idea to blackmail him with arms. But is that an impeachable offense? No. Uh, so it was just a self-righteous, a bitter, envious vote that, that didn't go down well in the Republican Party. Utah is a very conservative state. He stabs his fellow Senator Mike Lee in the back by not endorsing him and endorsing Evan McMullen. That's harsh very language. mysterious. That's very harsh language, Mickey. Okay, we, you're supposed to support your fellow Republican. And he, did, he didn't. And he, uh, but you just said that he, was, should, he should stay in the Senate so he can criticize Trump. That's not supporting your fellow Republican. Make up your mind. Trump's a special case. Trump's a special case. The, uh, anyway, the, we think that was on orders of uh, the Mormon Church, which somehow, or the Uh-oh. Mormon Church had something to do with it. The Mormon Church mm. turned against Lee for some reason, mm. and they wanted to get Lee out. And so Romney's a good Mormon. Maybe so he was doing somebody's bidding. We're peering behind the curtain now and seeing what's behind uh, this And I also, th- I also think that all the, the, uh, the Mike Murphy and uh, and maybe some other anti-Trump consultants were pushing this Evan McMullen bid because Lee was too supportive of Trump. Uh, and it was a disaster. Lee won. The Mormon Church lost. Uh, and Republicans are pissed at Romney for not supporting their senator. So those are two marks against him. Uh, and he doesn't want to admit they were mistakes. So he he, he says, oh, sure, I, I uh, there's no, of course I would win. Well, maybe doesn't, not. He's polling, he's polling at 44%. He's a Romney in Utah. He's polling at 44%. That's not good. Well, all the re- more reason not to run. But doesn't your antipathy toward him ultimately just get back to his position on, Im- on immigration, Mickey? Isn't that what this whole thing is about? Well, he, he had a fairly strong position on immigration until after he lost. He flip-flopped Romney style uh, and endorsed comprehensive immigration reform. So I do hold that against and you, him. I and, think you're bitter, and you're bitter? Well, Are you no, bitter? I just think he, he didn't have a chance to... He didn't have a chance to do any damage. He's a flip flopper. How, bitter, how okay? bitter would you say you are on a scale of one to ten? I'm more bitter that he's such a good-looking guy and and so rich. That's you that's know, he's for his footage. age. What is he? Seventy-two. He looks like. Did you see him on January sixth, sprinting through the Capitol? That guy's in good shape. He, he actually got to run from rioters. He actually wrote a. It, 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 he wrote a, a memo to Mitch McConnell days before the riot, saying, "This is really dangerous." I hear there are bad things coming. The Defense obvious. Department tells me there's bad things coming. We better have security in place. And, of course, they didn't. Why didn't they? Well, I don't know. Mitch uh, but, McConnell um, wasn't in charge of that, actually. But, uh, but he had yeah, some say. He, he could sound the alarm. Uh, no, all you had to anyway, do was listen to Bannon's podcast. To know he's a smart guy. He's a thoughtful. He's, he's either wishy-washy or a flip-flopper. Now, I'm wishy-washy myself, so I should be able to sympathize. You're not wishy-washy. Uh, yeah. You're a staunch uh, Trumpist. No, I'm wishy-washy. No, you're staunch Trumpist. I've been wargaming with you, Bob, for 45 minutes on how Biden could beat Trump. I'm wishy-washy. If you were wishy-washy uh, so, and I kept saying you're a staunch Trumpist, you'd go, okay, I am a staunch Trumpist. That would be wishy-washy. So say it. You are a staunch Trumpist. No, I'm not. And certainly, I, don't, I, I, I would rather not vote. It's Why? very few. There are very, the, very few circumstances under which I would vote for Trump. Uh, one, they generally I mean, involve Trump arrival, arrival of 
Arrival of Trumpist, aliens from outer space, Trumpist. that sort of thing. I didn't say Trumpist ideologically. Oh, you Trumpist. Voted for him twice, I, true, but we shouldn't I'm, infer I, I, I'm, support of I'm for controlling the borders. I'm for controlling the borders, not eviscerating Social Security, not starting needless wars. Yeah, so that if that's what, and I'm for industrial policy and uh, not a free market in trade. And bombing, bombing uh, so China and all Iran. The, all the, all those, ex, to, to that extent, I am a Trumpist, if that's what a Trumpist means. But um, anyway, the, uh, the, the, so, I, I actually okay. did a, I did a, this, I did a, I did a test, yeah. I did a test at a radio station in California to be a talk show jock, and they said, Mickey, you're too wishy-washy. Too wishy-washy. Okay? Those are professionals who have determined under the wishy-washiness test that I am too wishy-washy. My point is, I sympathize with that, Romney. I would be a flip-flopper too, but he is a flip-flopper. That was a test. If you had said, I am not, I am not, I am not, but you probably said, you're right, I am too wishy-washy, and they said, see. They were right. For yeah, into it. Yeah, I, I, they, it was, they were completely right. This is bullshit. You're not wishy-washy. That's the problem. Otherwise, I, I would be a rich talk show jock, Bob, if I wasn't wishy-washy. Um. So wait, I want to say one more thing about Romney, and then we should wrap. Uh, actually, I have two questions. So on Romney, I would just say the thing is, I really, really, really did not want him to beat Obama, and I really, really, really didn't want John McCain to beat Obama. In both cases. It was because they professed uh, a neocon foreign policy. But I always had the feeling that I wasn't sure Romney meant it. McCain meant it. Romney, I mean, Romney right. would have had to enact it. But I always thought it really wasn't consistent with Mitt Romney to be crazy like that. Whereas McCain. I think that's right. Yeah. So that's anyway, how I felt in immigration. He was, saying, he was saying conservative things on immigration, but I didn't vote for him because I thought there, there's a much better chance of getting an immigration amnesty under Romney than Obama, who didn't have the political power to pull it off. So mm -hmm. I voted for Obama. They were both for Obamacare healthcare, so that wasn't an issue. Uh, there's an argument that it would have been better if Romney had won, because then Obama could have run for like a second term later. He would still be on the playing field. Uh, and we wouldn't have had Hillary. So uh, there, you know, who knows how these things. There was also a completely crazy idea propo uh, proposed by one of our prized commenter is little Mickey K who said uh, Romney would have kicked ass if the Democrats had nominated him for president against Trump. Not such a crazy idea, but maybe a crazy idea. Well, getting anyway, the nomination part would not be easy. I mean, <laughs> yes, a lot of people could. I'll tell you, speaking of Mark Milley, talk about a guy who could beat Trump. Now he is ruled out. Apparently he's retiring as chairman of the Joint Chiefs. He's retiring from the military. But sadly, he has ruled out seeking political office. Good example of a guy who could crush crush Trump. Absolutely crush. I don't I actually don't think either of them could crush Trump. That's the problem. So uh, many people could. Look, uh, final the question I just wanna before we go, question I asked while I was having bandwidth trouble and relocating, I meant to ask, I think I failed to ask, is this whole thing where so many people are raising in the establishment even are raising questions about or hinting at questions about Biden's age uh, or flat out saying, like Ignatius, no, he shouldn't run again. Um, is there any degree of orchestration? Is there anything behind the curtain? Because, I mean, I think Obama's great failing is just not... Obama could do this. Obama could could orchestrate something. He could make calls. He could make something I, happen. And he, he's just too busy being, you know, making money in his post-presidency or whatever. You, you don't need orchestration. Everybody know. Every let's assume the press are all good Democrats. They all mm -hmm. know 
that Biden is in danger of losing, and they all know that the window is closing on the period where you can bounce Biden mm. from the ticket. So you no, don't I mean, need an orchestration you, to, no, here's, to tell people now's the time to to be honest about look, Biden with uh, your negative I'll, story. I'll tell you, I'll tell you in the pair what you do need the orchestration for. That's uh, Patreon.com. No, that's a, that's, a, that's a cheap tease. Tell us now. We have plenty of no, stuff to talk about in the paradigm. Not cheap tease. Well, okay, quickly. This is like OnlyFans. You need, you need orchestration to avo- keep chaos from ensuing. I mean, first of all, you, Obama, it's not going to happen at all, probably, if Obama or somebody like that doesn't get together with other people and initiate something. A. B. If it happens to happen, Without Obama and and true you know power brokers in the Democratic Party doing it, then chaos may ensue and it will be a bitter fight because you have too many candidates and blah blah blah. You need to like orchestrate something the way I think Obama helped orchestrate Biden supplanting uh, Bernie Sanders uh, just when it seemed like Sanders had the nomination wrapped up. Anyway, that's that's. I don't saying. think it, 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 I, I I don't we think gotta go. Obama is doing that, it would be such a huge story if it came out. And I think chaos may well ensue. Take a risk. So I don't think I don't think there's orchestration going on. No, well, I don't it, think Obama's doing the, it. My question it's the was, hive there, theory. The bees, the bees don't need a leader to know where to go. The hive well, they do, because go. it's not going to happen, Mickey. It's not going to happen. They do need a leader if it's going to happen. It's not going to happen with David Ignatius deciding to write a column, if that's all that's you, going You think on. if Biden comes out against if, Hunt, if Obama comes out against Biden, Biden will just say, OK, I guess you're right. I should quit. No, no he, th- th- then there no, will be a, no, no, no. then there'd no. be a Gettysburg like battle. I said in the this Democratic before, Party it would be a disaster. No, this we are going to save the pyramid. If I do have to revisit this, I've explained before. It's not about him coming out. It, it's orchestration. But but look, we should we should go. Uh, we should say, first of all, uh, you know, last week we announced uh, that at the end of September, sadly. Uh, our pairing uh, ends, um, you know, as I said, and this led to controversy that we can pursue in the pair room. There still will be a Friday podcast, uh, but it, it won't be this. Um, but I want to actually sincerely thank uh, the heartening number of people who in the comments, in the YouTube comments I'm talking about now for the public podcast, um, expressed uh, genuine sadness uh at uh the uh demise uh, of our particular uh, uh of this uh of this pairing um as i said you know i think we'll be back for special occasions you know but uh yeah no that was very gratifying to see there were one or two people who said that, uh you know i even in the parish room i subscribe to this every week and i hate it these people don't know what they're talking about but it tends to be a self-selected group of fans that actually paid to listen to us so but it was yeah, it was like it was the food here is they so said bad very, and the portions are so small yeah, the, they the said very food. nice things and and i appreciate it and they had some good ideas so uh we read them all no there, there really all. were a lot of heartening uh, nice things said and there were also a lot said in the parrot room and uh and elsewhere and on twitter and uh and i want uh I, we i want to uh talk about that morning parrot room but um, we have, some people mistook us for saying last week was the last week. I think we've now demonstrated that that was not the case. We're going through September. Yeah, there, there are two more. 
Uh, yeah. On the, yeah. The, the final one, I have uh, logistical issues that may encourage me to, may force me to request an early, a midweek taping from you, but we can talk about that. Um, I have an, I have an eye operation scheduled for early in the week. So early in the week, I could, I could, I could have an eye patch. That would be very dramatic. Yeah. Could, good good way to go out. Yeah. Good video. Um, there's a lot of things to talk about in the parent room. There's a UAW strike. There is uh, the uh, Secret Service agent who has come forward with new details on the JFK assassination. Mm -hmm. the, hu the hunt for Tim Scott's girlfriend is focused on a mountainous area of South Carolina. Uh, there is... Uh, I missed the story totally. Didn't he just reveal only 24 hours ago that he had a girlfriend or something? What are we? Right, but nobody knows who she is, so we're looking for her. Oh, I see. It's not like it's she's like an she's actual the missing person. It's she's, not like no, she got lost while hiking. Well, in she's a mystery woman, Bob, yeah. and you know, she may not even exist. Oh, so he said he had a girlfriend and he can't deliver her? He can't yes. tell us? Huh. I wonder um, what kind of suspicions that'll give rise to. Possibly the very kind it was designed to, uh, to squash, right? No kidding. Um, uh, mm. And uh, uh, there's a uh, controversy over the poverty numbers and the whether the uh, whether we've uh, the, the child tax credit cut them in half and we've now pushed half the people back into poverty and oh what a terrible thing this is. Uh, there's uh, Christy Nome, who is a governor of South Dakota, very attractive woman, who is uh, possibly Trump's vice presidential choice. Uh, and it's definitely knives out for her, and we'll go into we'll go we'll go into what the what what's the negative story that's come out, and what's the negative story that will come out. I know that, uh, and uh, I ran into your agent. I'm going to say what your agent said about you. Ooh, I'm looking forward uh, to this because he's smart enough not to say anything bad about me. And there's uh, Mickey's fashion Bob's corner. Intense. Bob's intense. Yeah. And there's Mickey's fashion corner. Okay. Uh, oh, you're going to show him what's below the waist? No, that's not part of the fashion corner. Mm. Okay. I'm so annoyed right. that you saw that. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. I wasn't happy about it either, believe me. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, patreon.com slash parrot room. Uh, look, folks, there aren't many chances to catch a parrot room. Just two, uh, two or three. Uh, How was that? Hang on. And they say I what don't did, have what good say, marketing sorry? instincts. They say I don't have good marketing instincts. But I said, you know, this is a going out of business sale. You know? and it, but the P.T. Barnum of podcasting. The P.T. Barnum of podcasting. Well said. And, and beautifully said. As Lex Friedman would say, that was beautifully put. That was beautifully put. Okay. We'll see you in the pair room. Uh, see ya.